This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs, broadcasting. (laughs) Yes, Sam Knight is here. We are broadcasting out of Piss Town. No newscast today. We are busy atoning. Sam is off in the newsroom atoning as we speak right now. Atoning very hard. Are you atoning, Sam? Atoning. We're both doing so much atoning over here. So we're not doing a newscast. Instead, we are taking some old content that was behind the paywall from last week, and we're making it free for everybody to listen to. It is a very informative interview with Kenzo Shibata, a Chicago teacher, member of the Chicago Teachers Union bargaining team. Kenzo talked to us about the union's decision to authorize a strike and what that means and what they are fighting for. Here is that interview. The Chicago Teachers Union voted to authorize a strike with a whopping 94% of members voting yes. Chicago teachers and support staff will walk out on the job on October 17th if city officials don't allocate more resources to public education. To explain the situation, we talked to Chicago teacher and CTU bargaining unit member Kenzo Shibata, who you can find on Twitter at his name, Kenzo Shibata, all one word. Enjoy. Kinzo, a lot of us remember the CTU strike in 2012, recalling it as one of the first major labor actions after the end of Occupy Wall Street. What is the rough arc of the Chicago school system between then and now? And broadly speaking, why is the teachers union ready to strike again? Well, uh, yeah, great. Thank you for asking that because the uh, political landscape has changed quite a bit between 2012 uh, and 2019. Uh, in 2012, uh, actually, even before that, when Rahm Emanuel was first elected mayor in 2011, one of the first things he did as mayor was cancel uh, the 4% raises that were promised to teachers. There was um, a pretty unknown or like fairly rarely used clause in our contracts that basically allowed him to do that. If he could prove a financial uh, emergency, he could cancel our raises. So they created this manufacturer deficit um, that year and used that as, as an excuse to cancel our, our raises. So right off the bat, immediately, um, Rahm Emanuel, who may have had a bit of a honeymoon period in Chicago at large, like the teachers were instantly upset with him and, you know, ready to, to fight um, because these were things that, you know, people planned their retirements around that 4% raise, and they, they planned um, savings and you know, supporting their families. And he very callously did that um, after running this campaign of um, putting the uh, public service workers in, in their place, essentially. Um, so, you know, that right there was very different than, than the way things are now. Um, and then immediately we had all of these out-of-town groups like the Democrats for Education Reform, Stand for Children. Um, they all came into town and they were buying radio ads and running up ads and basically bashing the teachers union, like just dovetailing the 20 years of pro-privatization, anti-union talking points, um, and then just inundating everyone with that. Um, so, like, we knew right off the bat that, you know, it was going to be a nasty fight um, for management and um, at that time, we didn't have, like, the kind of left that we have now either. Um, you know, this was, um, you know, we had, you know, the remnants of Occupy, which was very helpful. Our solidarity campaign in 
2012 um, was really buoyed by by those folks. Um, but now in 2019, we have this, you know, DSA has 2,000 members. Um, we have a, a local group called the United Working Families um, that are independent from the Democrats. Um, we have like a, a larger left and a much invigorated, uh, stronger left um, in 2019 than we did in 2012. And I think that's something we have going for us. Uh, one disadvantage we have right now is the fact that our mayor, Lori Lightfoot, um, she's, also, she's in her honeymoon period right now, um, and her talking points sound great. She wants the same things that we want um, if you just read the press releases. Um, you know, small class sizes, um, support staff like nurses and librarians and counselors in the schools, but she's not coming through with that at the table and putting that in writing. And one thing that a lot of folks don't know is that um, even though Lori Lightfoot is our new mayor, she's retained the same general counsel uh, in these contract negotiations that both Rahm Emanuel and Mayor Daley had. So what we're dealing with in negotiations hasn't really changed. So I remember in 2012, uh, Rahm shutting schools was a big issue. What are you uh, and you as a CTU member, you as a member of the bargaining team, what sort of uh, concrete exam- what concrete gains do you hope to see uh, from this? Are, are you pushing back against proposed cuts uh, to support staff to, you know, canceled mm-hmm. last time it was canceled raise uh, increase mm-hmm. in, in addition to other things? What What sort of, what sort of wins are you hoping to eke out uh, of this of this struggle? Well, when I first started teaching in 2003 in CPS, um, I felt like we had a nurse in every school, and we had counselors, and we had um, you know, all the support staff that we that we needed um, to serve our students. And then when I see that whittled down over time to the point where you know a school, some schools will have a nurse one day a week, so the kid breaks their leg, or has an allergic reaction, they have to, like, wait until um, a nurse can come to help them. Or what's even worse is that, you know, other staff is being tasked with, like, administering EpiPens, mm. for example, like non-medical staff. It's um, really dangerous for, the, for, the, for everyone involved, uh, for the students and for the teachers as well. Um, so what we're really pushing for uh, in this contract is to reverse all of this all the damage that's happened over the years. And, you know, we understand that Lori Lightfoot inherited this mess, but at the same time, she's doing absolutely nothing at this point to try to work with us to fix it. Um, So we want a a nurse in every school every day. You know, we want to have librarians and a fully functioning library in every school. Um, Counselors, you know, some schools um, will have counselor caseloads up to six to 800 students per one counselor. So, like, how are you developing relationships with your students doing that, you know, you're trying your best. And then on top of that, counselors are tasked with more and more administration of standardized tests. Um, so even, you know, the limited time they do have to meet, to meet with students, they're often combing through data or just, you know, going through the logistics of making sure a thousand students can take a standardized test. Um, so these are things that we're really fighting for. We want to have, you know, fully staffed with these wraparound services. Um, we want, manageable class sizes in every school. Um, these are things that we think are, are worth fighting for at this point. 
And to that end, the Chicago Teachers Union voted to authorize a strike. Uh, they voted this week yeah. to authorize it. Uh, next week, uh, how did we get to that point? Uh, to I guess you as a member uh, voting mm-hmm. to strike. Um, when did you realize that was really the only option that you all had? <laughs> well, that's a secret ballot. How do you know how I voted? <laughs> <laughs> I follow you on Twitter. Kenza. Of course, I'm kidding. Yeah, I kind of the word yes was my entire stream for a week or two. So yes. Um, so essentially, it was you know we, the board of education has not been taking these negotiations seriously, and that's the reason why uh, we've been basically pushed to this brink. Uh, when we took the initial um, strike vote, which is just an authorization vote that allows um, our delegates to set a strike date, um, this was a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm sorry, it was last week. We had 94% um, of our members voted yes um, to authorize a strike. And the day after that, we had a full day of bargaining. And um, so, lo and behold, of course, we got a, an actual proposal that day because we showed them our power and our unity. Um, we combed through the proposal, and it was missing any kind of language that would guarantee us that, that additional staff that we know we need. And that's something that was really important to us. So that was kind of a non-starter. I've uh, heard folks kind of scold people on the outside for being a little too glib when it comes to talking about strikes, considering that workers are putting themselves at risk when they're engaged in that type of action. Um, mm-hmm. What are your personal thoughts heading into uh, this action? I guess putting aside, of course, the necessity of it, is is this something mm-hmm. you're amped about? Or are you nervous about? Where, where, where are you on this? I'm personally really amped about it. Um, I've been saving um, saving up a little every paycheck, uh, pretty much leading up to the, the contract expiring. Um, I anticipated... Um, I mean, I was hopeful that uh, we wouldn't be in a fight like this because Governor or Candidate Lightfoot um, campaigned on everything that we're asking for right now. Um, that's why it's really disappointing that she's not coming through with that. Um, but, you know, I always feel like you need to be prepared for when a contract expires. Um, and I'm amped about it because of the fact that um, we are dealing with the exact same issues that we had under ROM. And uh, we need to draw this line in the sand that uh, things, you know, she promised things to be different, things have to be different, um, and this could be the end to this era of we're whittling and whittling away what we're giving our students and actually, like, starting to build. Uh, one of the things we have going for us now is there have been some changes to the school funding formula, so um, we're looking at an additional billion dollars um, that could be used towards these things we're asking for. In addition to that, um, we have this thing called... Uh, Tax increment financing or TIF districts in Chicago, which is essentially um, they go to a gentrifying area and the city council can um, declare it to be um, a uh, blighted area. And then they freeze any additional tax base that accumulates as the area becomes, um, as as the property values increase in that area. That money is then put into a, a slush fund essentially for the mayor. Um, so the mayor is sitting on an $800 million surplus on TIF funds as well, and that's something that she could she has the discretion to use in schools. Um, I don't know for, for sure how Lori Lightfoot is handling it, but I know that Rahm and Daly in the past have used those funds 
um, to help out their favored um, alderman. So as we noted, the last uh, strike came at a, uh, a sort of sensitive time. It was 2012. President mm-hmm. Obama was trying to win re-election, uh, trying to win over the support of labor. At the same mm-hmm. time, you had his former top lieutenant in Rahm Emanuel, the former White House chief of staff mm-hmm. in Chicago, uh, basically being a dirtbag and being an enemy of labor <laughs> to, to, to flatten it and put it. I don't think that actually flattens it that much. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so basically the Democratic primaries uh, actually start in a few months. Is is this mm-hmm. are you hoping to send a message to in that uh, to the Democratic Party speaking more broadly here? Well, I think we did send a message. And, you know, we saw um, how they all reacted to that. And I know I personally am evaluating candidates on that. Um, Bernie Sanders came out. (laughs) While we were taking our strike vote, he came to Chicago, rallied with us. In fact, before he even rallied with us, he met with our bargaining team, um, also the bargaining team at SEIU, other unions that are in contract negotiations now and gave us a pep talk and talked about how, you know, we as public workers are the lifeblood of Chicago and we have the power to shut the city down and the power to give our students and our young people the things that they deserve. Um, so it was extremely invigorating. Um, and I know we got Twitter support from Warren um, and Castro, I believe, and Harris, um, but we haven't seen them yet. I know... Um, when President Obama first ran for president, I believe in like 2007, he said that, you know, if collective bargaining were ever at um, risk, he would put on his walking shoes and walk the line. And in eight years, he didn't do that. Never. <laughs> um, but, you know, Bernie did that even before, um, you know, I'm, I get the sense that there were a lot of political calculations being made. Like, do you really want to upset our new mayor who could deliver primary votes for you? And Bernie didn't seem to care about that. In fact, he called out our mayor by name, talked about how we're the working class. Uh, it was one of the most militant speeches. I definitely the most militant speech I've ever heard from a viable presidential candidate in person. Um, but it really energized us. And, and I think that's going to really reflect how we um, view a possible endorsement of the union. I saw you posted a selfie you took with Bernie, and this is an actual selfie, not one of the Elizabeth Warren selfies, which aren't yeah. actually selfies. Did you have a chance to uh, talk with him any longer, or was it just a quick photo op? So I wasn't even supposed to take a selfie with him. Um, I'm just, I was just being obnoxious. Like He didn't have a whole lot of time because he met with a big group of us in the bathroom, and I made sure just to stand behind him. And as soon as he was done speaking, he put the megaphone down. I put my arm around him into the picture Um, (laughs) just because I didn't know. I mean, hopefully the next time I see him, we'll have secret service with him (laughs) and uh, we won't, I won't have that opportunity. Um, That that was kind of what was going through my mind. Well, I didn't get a chance to chat with him much, but um, the speech he gave us was definitely inspirational. Well, as they say, fortune favors the bold, Kenzo. (laughs) (laughs) Another, uh, theme in which i guess this this sort of uh comes up the 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 ctu strike comes up as a point of discussion is the wave 
of strikes across the country from educators in places like <laughs> West Virginia, Arizona, uh, Kentucky. How do you how do you view the CTO uh, in the context of, of that whole strike wave? Well, every time I talk to educators from West Virginia, Arizona, um, they always talk about how inspired they were by the CTU. Uh, just this past week, um, CTU and the DSA had a, had a, an event, and Rebecca Gorelli, who's a teacher in Arizona, um, who formerly taught in Chicago, spoke. And she was one of the leaders um, in Arizona. Um, and definitely she took some of the lessons learned from Chicago over there um, to lead a, a successful strike. And um, I think that, you know, in Chicago, we were the first, that was the first strike in 25 years when we had ours in 2012. And I almost feel like that opened up a lot of possibilities for people. And I think the Wisconsin uprising opened up our possibility. Um, you know, that a lot of us in Chicago were up in Wisconsin in 2011 um, to fight Scott Walker. Um, and that, uh, that, Kind of seeing that, like there was that the idea of like mass action was actually possible and viable, even though we didn't win that struggle, it definitely fueled the the fire um, that led to the twenty twelve strike. Yeah, and I guess uh, uh, what a better uh, sort of signal to send to people who drew inspiration from you that mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to do this shit again. <laughs> because <laughs> you know the the sadly the work of the labor movement uh never seems to end mm-hmm. and that's yeah that's a, a great way of, of putting it um you know we were able to build power uh, we won a lot of stuff i mean i would i'm very proud to be a chicago teachers union member um we're a strong union uh, when i first started teaching the first few years we had really weak leadership um, and I'm really excited about about the possibility now. Kenzo Shibata, Chicago teacher, member of the Chicago Teacher Union's bargaining team. Thanks for coming on the show. Best of luck as you all embark on striking. Uh, thanks for having me, Sam. Thanks again to Kenzo. We'll be back tomorrow, fully atoned. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs>